Thanks for listening to the Dearest Doula podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Signs, and this is episode 42. Based in San Francisco, California, Cornerstone offers labor and postpartum doula training and certification, midwifery training, placenta specialist certification, and childbirth educator certification. Go to cornerstonedoulatrainings.com for more information today. Hello and welcome, dearest doula community. We are so excited to introduce for today's birth worker feature an aspiring childbirth educator and a fellow podcaster. Woot woot! <laughs> so today we have with us Kelly Edson. Kelly is, as I mentioned before, an aspiring childbirth educator studying under ICEA. She has a podcast entitled The Postpartum Podcast and is hoping to serve clients in the Sacramento area. So Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's such a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, no problem. Well, I've given our listeners just a little overview. So why don't you take a minute to kind of expand on my intro and fill in any gaps I might have missed. Yeah. So like you said, I am going to be a childbirth educator. I'm going to finish certifying with ICEA um, at the end of this year. And I have my podcast, the Postpartum Podcast, and I've been doing that since January. Um, I also I have other stuff that I do that's not birth related. I'm a Zumba instructor and a piano teacher. So I kind of jack of all trades over here. Um, and I have one daughter. She will be 20 months uh, this month, I think. So almost two. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So, um, I mean, I think it's really exciting, especially for our listeners, to get the perspective of somebody who's relatively new to this field, kind of an up-and-coming or aspiring birth worker, if you will. And so I know something that I really struggled with early on was trying to explain what it is that I do to people that never heard of what a doula was. So, Kelly, (laughs) let's say you're at a networking party and you're meeting someone for the first time. How is it that you explain what it is that you are doing in 10 seconds or less. (laughs) It's definitely hard. I think especially as the childbirth educator side is a lot of people confuse that with doula and then people confuse doula with midwife. And so it's like you have to say, no, the doula are the people that are there at the birth. The childbirth educator is you do the classes before the birth. So and I also eventually want to become a doula, too. It's just maybe when my daughter and and future kids are a little bit older. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to like explain the three differences. So I always try to say the childbirth educator is the one that teaches the classes ahead of time. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, that was nice and short and sweet. Um, And then something else that, you know, this show is created for that new and prospective birth worker. And I think that one of the best things we can do to inspire them is to share our own origin story, I kind of like to call it. And that's really just sharing the story of how you became inspired to become a childbirth educator. So if you wouldn't mind, take us back to that time and that inspiration struck and talk a little bit about what you were doing before. Um, And then if anything held you back, I think our audience would love to hear that too. Absolutely. So before I got pregnant with my daughter, I was working in marketing and I really hated it a lot. (laughs) And I, uh, it's almost like serendipitous that I had a really bad reaction coming off of the birth control pill when we decided we wanted to try and get pregnant. So it, it doesn't, it didn't seem serendipitous at the time, but I, I, the hormonal reaction was so bad that I ended up having to stop working once I got pregnant with her. Um, And I went back to teaching piano lessons, which is what I was doing in college too. So I knew that that was kind of something I could do part time. And eventually once she was born, be able to um, take her with me to my students' houses. So that's kind of what I did before. And then as I was preparing for her birth, I 
I decided I wanted to go the natural route and all of that. And I hired a doula and just learning so much about the birth field. I realized like, wow, this is this is something I want to do. And it and it felt like, OK, well, I'd like to be a doula, but I, I don't know if I could do that now when I have a you know, I'm going to have a newborn and a, okay. and a young, young child. So after she was born, I kind of my like that moment was when I was reading, there was a new article that had come out about the C-section rate and how they were trying to lower it. I, I don't remember if it was from the American College of Gynecologists or something, something like that. It was a big article that came out a couple, like a month after she was born. So I was here with my, my little newborn <laughs> nursing her and thinking, well, I could, I could be a childbirth educator. Like I, I started thinking back to our educator, we had gone to a hospital class and realized, hey, that's that's a job I could do. I could do that with, you know, because you can actually plan for the classes. It's not like doula where you're getting, call, getting, yeah, yeah. getting yeah. called in the middle of the night to rush out to a birth. So I started looking into it and I, I had emailed the childbirth educator that we had and asked her kind of because there's a lot of different organizations for, for doulas and for childbirth educators that you can certify with. So mm -hmm. She had said that she was ICEA and then I think I'd spoken to somebody else who said they were ICEA and it just sounded like that was kind of the one general one that it's not any specific kind of birth education. It's not Bradley or hypnobabies or any of that. It's just they, they just want you to to teach to the their tagline is uh Knowledge, freedom of choice based on knowledge of alternatives. So as long as you're teaching to that, then that's all they care about. It doesn't have to be anything specific. So I decided I wanted to certify through them. And you asked what kind of would be holding me back. I definitely think it was the, can I make this work while balancing it with young kids? Because we do plan to have more children too. So I knew that we were kind of going into that season of life where we have little kids and how to make that work. So well, it sounds like you've found a really happy medium for being able to follow that passion and working in the birth worker world. And, you know, you couldn't really, you recognize that you aren't in a place in your life where you can be a doula because of that nature of being a doula, always being on call. But you found such a great way to kind of pursue that passion and cultivate it. And then, like you said, perhaps being a doula is something that'll happen later on down the road. So I really like that you didn't just kind of sit by the wayside and let right. that passion pass you by that you found your own way of, of being in it. So that's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so as we know, and as I'm sure you can already attest, even just going through your training, being a birth worker isn't all sunshine and daisies. And mm -mm. like anything else, it has its ups and downs, especially in the beginning. So could you share with us a time where you really struggled with trying to follow this passion and then share with us how you overcame that struggle and how you're using it to your advantage now? Yeah, so I think because I am so new to it, there's kind of the two things that came to mind are struggling with completing the coursework, which is definitely, I, you know, I'm one of those people that if someone gives me a to do list of like, okay, you have to do this, this, and this by this date, I can do it. But the fact that the most of these birth programs are so self paced is that you have two years to finish it and, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of have to, you have to put your, put it, put it for yourself, give yourself a to-do list. So I'm finally getting the rhythm of that. I think, you know, I, I started the certification last ugh, end of last summer, I think, but I didn't really get, you know, going on actually working on it till the beginning of this year and kind of just made, you know, made it my plan that I wanted to get it done by the end of the year. And, and every nap time I'm working on, <laughs> you know, and if my, my husband works for Amtrak, I don't think I mentioned that either. He, oh, so okay. he's gone a lot and out of town and, 
unpredictable schedule. Another reason why it'd be hard to be a doula right now Mm -hmm. because he's basically on call too. So, you know, when he's home, I work on it. When he's, when she, he's not, I just work on it during her naps. And my parents luckily are here now in town and can help, help some too. But just having to kind of realize that I just have to do a little bit of, little bit at a time and the slow and steady wins the race like that whole whole mantra of okay I'm gonna do a little bit and and eventually that little bit will add up and it's really it it has worked but that's that was definitely hard of and I had a lot of moments of oh my god how am I gonna get this done like it's gonna be two years and I'm not gonna have it done (laughs) you know yeah okay awesome well so I think that that's something that a lot of birth workers can identify with and it kind of ties into this bigger idea that when you choose to become a birth worker for the majority of us, it it has a great deal of entrepreneurship that's involved and you are your own supervisor. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that that can really be um, hard to, to handle. Like I think... I'm a great employee because I work really well under direction and incentives. Right. But sometimes, or I mean, I don't like to admit that when I'm the one that has to push myself, I'm just not as motivated or I can I can even find it easy to get distracted or to yeah. put things off. You know, I mean, um, so that's something that I think a lot of birth workers have to struggle with and learn to, like you said, create systems or uh, just figure out how you're going to make it work and then having it work. So, so thanks right. for sharing that one yeah um what I'd like to do next is kind of talk about a movie moment and so this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast because that's when the birth workers get to share just a time where you you had this epiphany and you realized this is why I do what I do I was meant to be doing this kind of work so if you've had a time like that could you share that with us Sure. Yeah. I think definitely one of the times was when I was reading that article and just realized, okay, I I need to do this. Like I, this is something I can do to actually make a difference in maternal health care right now. Mm-hmm. And probably another more recent one was, so for the ICEA certification, you have to observe two births. So I just observed my um, good friend's birth uh, uh, maybe a month ago now. And I, you know, I was nervous about it when it was coming up, especially because of that. You don't know, you know, labor happens whenever you don't know when it's going to happen as a doula. I'm sure you get that uh, totally. But I was worried like, oh, is my husband going to be home? Am I going to have to call my mom in the middle of the night to come over to my daughter? And Mm -hmm. but it turned out he was home and she it was a second baby. So super quick labor. And it was just it was amazing to be there for it. And on the other side, I mean, obviously, I was there for my own birth, but you know, not actually just being the person taking pictures and cause she had a doula. So I just kind of took pictures and hung back and just, just seeing it. It's, it, there's nothing like it. It's, it's hard to explain to people that aren't in that field. And I'm sure your listeners all get it of that <laughs> feeling of, you know, even if you're exhausted, even if it's the middle of the night and you haven't slept, it's just, it's, it's, amazing. Birth is amazing. Right. Awesome. Exactly. I couldn't have said that any better. (laughs) Um, I'd like to kind of get into the nitty gritty with you, Kelly. But before we get into that, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. There are so many things that go into launching your business as a birth worker, and you are in charge of all of them. Having this responsibility means there are several areas where you can easily get caught up in the minute details that shouldn't really be holding you back from launching. Starting off on the right foot is imperative with a comprehensive training course that empowers and informs you not only as a birth worker, but as a business person. When you sign up for a Cornerstone training program, you take the first step towards a successful and fulfilling career. Sign up today at cornerstonedoulatrainings.com. We're back, Kelly. So what would you consider to be your biggest strength as a birth worker? 
I think it's really my passion for it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's sometimes my passion can be over the top. My husband gets uh, <laughs> irritated if we're watching a TV show and they, you know, of course, all media seems to portray birth, not how birth actually is. And I start right. getting really upset and telling him, why are they doing this? And this is this is making <laughs> people think that birth is scary or birth is whatever. And he's like, I'm just trying to watch the show. Like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that that's a strength because not everybody you have to have the passion for it to be a childbirth educator or to be a doula or any anyone in this field. You have to really be excited about it. Okay. And I think that's definitely a passion for me. Awesome. What would you consider to be your biggest weakness as a birth worker? I think it's my frustration at the current state of our maternal maternity system. Mm. I I get so angry when I I you know see the writing on the wall that someone I know is going to have an unnecessary C-section or they're going to have they're going to be induced when they maybe should be waiting longer because there's so many so many systems in place in hospitals that are more for the the comfort of the hospital and the hospital's insurance than it is for the actual woman. And I just, I, it, I get so frustrated about it. And I, I think that's a weakness because I, I need to be able to frame it. I have one doula friend that she's, she's amazing on how she frames those, those issues. And I'm more of the like, ah, I get rant and angry <laughs> and I need to, you know, take, take a page out of her book and be able to explain it more calmly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, that's definitely a frustration that I'm sure everybody listening can relate to. And that is just kind of this constant struggle with waiting for society to catch up. You know, I mean, it it is hard when you're scrolling through your Facebook and, oh, you know, a friend of a friend or an old high school friend had a baby and look at how the baby's nicely wrapped next to them and not on their skin. And you're like, oh my gosh, get on that, rip off that blanket, you know. Um, (laughs) And there there is just, you know, you do need patience and you do need diligence. And so that's why I I love the idea of child birth education and it's just a huge tackle I I mean it's a huge hurdle to tackle you know and and, um, and so many childbirth classes are so late in the pregnancy I've asked other childbirth educators that I think that's just a function of how the hospitals work so that tends to be people realize okay in the third trimester is when I'm gonna take a class but I'm so glad we took a class like earlier than people typically do because our class is what had led me to change hospitals with my daughter. So, Mm -hmm. I I mean, if I had taken it any later, I probably would have been more, more hesitant to, to switch hospitals that late in the game, but thank God I did because my birth would have been very different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. And, uh, what is one thing that has you inspired right now? I think it's seen other birth worker moms with young kids making it work. So my doula that we had, her kids are like four and two or something like that. Um, so her daughter was probably my daughter's age or a little little younger, maybe even, I think she was over a year, but just barely when she was my doula. So just the fact that she she's making this kind of a career work with young kids, that's inspiring to me. So surrounding myself with other birth workers that are making it work are is definitely inspiring. <laughs> definitely. Cool. Now, what is one personal habit that you feel keeps you on your A-game? So for me, it's exercise. And like I said, I teach Zumba. So I I need that, you know, endorphins and adrenaline once or twice a week to kind of keep me at a, a more even keel. We I teach for the local college here and so they take a break between semesters and I, I know my husband can tell when it's like I'm have I've had a month break of Zumba. He's like, okay, <laughs> you need to go back. And I know I need that adrenaline to, to keep me keep me keep me good. <laughs> oh definitely. 
And what is one internet resource that you swear by? I think it would be evidencebasedbirth.com because that one, it, it, it's, I like that it explains all of the things in lay, more layman's terms and then it links to the more intense articles because I know if I'm going to try to tell a friend or, or you know, if you were trying to tell a client, it's easier to show them something where they, it's in their own layman's terms. It's not this really scientific article about why C-section, blah, 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 you know? Exactly, exactly. Awesome. And what one book would you recommend to the Dearest Stula community and why? Uh, that that was a hard one. I, there's so <laughs> many so many good books, but I, I think what I what I'll pick to say is Baby Catcher by uh, okay. Peggy Vincent. Awesome. And so she I like that it's a memoir about birth, but it's it reads like it's fiction. So if you're kind of wanting to get away from the you know more clinical birth type books and you just want to read really awesome stories about a midwife, then that's that's a good one. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So here's kind of a, a doozy of a question. <laughs> Let's say that you woke up tomorrow in a completely new town. Now your food and shelter are taken care of and you have $300. What steps would you take in the next 10 days to build your business? I think I would try to find a local doula or childbirth educator group. We have a doula collective here where a bunch of doulas and birth educators and, uh, you know, they have affiliates like placenta encapsulators and stuff like that all have banded together and they help each other market. And, you know, they have a meet the doulas event twice. I think it's twice a year, maybe even four times a year. I'm not sure. I haven't joined it yet till I'm done (laughs) with my, my certification, but I think finding something like that and just researching other other local groups like the La Leche League or baby wearing groups and kind of finding finding your tribe of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a very powerful thing. And I, I like that that is constantly reiterated here on the show is you really do need to find your tribe of like minded people. And um, also just if anybody in the Dearest Julia community is interested, I have created an accountability tribe where we'll meet once a week and we'll just go over different ideas to help build our passion and or build our business and cultivate our passion. So if anyone's interested, they can go to dearestdoula.com slash a tribe and it's totally free. Awesome. So, sorry, great. I had to throw that plug, yeah, yeah. That plug in there. Yeah, that's great. Um, so Kelly, when it comes to business building, attracting clients, or marketing your brand, what are some strategies that you've implemented that you really feel have helped to elevate your business? Well, since I'm just starting out, I think it's more the research side of it right now. So I, like I said, the doula collective, uh, our doula collective here is Capital City Doulas, and I definitely plan to in, to join them at the end of the year. And also just we have, I'm sure most places have different Facebook groups. We have a specific birth related Facebook group for our area um, and any kind of groups like that. And also I've been shadowing different um, childbirth educators in the hospitals. So kind of seeing how they do, do it differently at different hospitals and connecting with those people to help once I am ready to look for jobs or to teach private classes or what whatever I end up doing I'll have those connections cool and what is a success quote that inspires you I really like this one that my so I have a mentor for ICEA and she has this up on her wall where she does her childbirth classes and it says energy and persistence conquer all things and it's a Benjamin Franklin quote and then lastly what words of advice would you like to give to the dearest doula community today I think just follow your gut. That's that's kind of always my advice for new moms on my podcast too is just you know what works best for you and your business and I mean and your kids too when it comes to being a mom but you you're going to know you 
you're going to know what works best for you and what works well for one doula or educator might be different than what works for someone else. So listen, listening to yourself is most important. Oh, very well said. Well, Kelly, it's been such a pleasure having you on. Um, the Dura Stula community really believes that what you do matters. So why don't you take a moment to share a little bit more about your business or definitely your podcast with our yeah. listeners. Um, share the best way we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. So my website is kellyjoy.com. It's K-E-L-L-I-E. And you can find my podcast on there too. The podcast is the Postpartum Podcast. So if you just search Postpartum Podcast in iTunes or whatever podcast app you're listening to, you can find it on there. And all my other, you know, Twitter and stuff to connect with is on my website too. So that's probably just go to the website. You'll find it all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Well, the Dearest Doula community will be able to find links to everything of value we mentioned on today's show by going to dearestdoula.com clicking the podcast button and finding you in the show notes archives or by simply entering Kelly, that's like she said, K-E-L-L-I-E in the search bar to have her show notes page pop right up. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on and inspiring our community. The Dearest Doula community sends you a warm hug and we're now all one step closer to being connected, educated, and empowered. Thank you. Thank you.